All right, so another trade goes down in the NHL. This one doesn't involve the Colorado Avalanche, but it does involve the player that some people thought they might have been attached to, maybe a little bit of a long shot. But, hey, you heard the name Bo Horvat in the Colorado Avalanche, but he goes to the New York Islanders. And what Vancouver got in return made me think, Avalanche could have been involved in this. They didn't get a King's Ransom for an excellent player. A lot of that is because he is a UFA and you didn't have him signed yet. But what if the Avalanche were involved in this? And going off of what the Islanders gave up, let's play the what-if game and something comparable that the Avalanche maybe could have given up to bring in Bo Horvat. All that, we'll get to some grades and a couple of those Instagram questions that we promised to get to. All of that and then some on a jam-packed episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, so uh, we, we plan to do most of the episode Instagram questions and then do some uh, mid-season grades towards the end. Uh, we're going to truncate that a little bit because of this Bo Horvat trade went down. And even though he didn't go to the Avalanche, like I said in the beginning, we're going to kind of play the, the 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 kind of mock GM game with taking a look at what the Islanders gave up to get him and say like, hey, well, the Avalanche could have done something similar. Could they have? We'll, we'll talk about that. So we'll kind of spread the Instagram questions out over a couple of shows. So we'll get to a few of them today. That's a little bit later. But we're going to start with that trade that sent Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders. Um, and they sent a protected first round draft pick, which is top 12 protected. So if that's uh, anywhere in the top 12, it does not go to Vancouver. They send uh, Aturatu to Vancouver and uh, Bo. I always want to say Bolivier because <laughs> my, my, my kids love the movie. Uh, what's the one with the dog? Uh, uh, Bolt. Yes. And, and the scenery is holding him over the thing is Bolivia, yep. Bolivia. Uh, but it's uh, Bovillier. Bovillier, I believe is how to pronounce it. I can never pronounce that name correctly. So it's one of those words. Um, and that's it. And I, so, so I love look at like, doing like kind of like my own version of like scouting and looking at like draft picks and getting ready for the draft for the, I love, love, love doing that stuff. And last year I didn't do it at all because the avalanche didn't have a pick in the first couple of rounds. And then they traded their third round pick and they had no picks until like the seventh round or something. Yeah. So I did no draft prep, but the year prior to that with Aturatu, I was kind of hoping a little bit of hope there that the, maybe he goes to the avalanche because he was early on thought to be potentially the number one overall pick that year. And he fell off a cliff 
And people were thinking like, ah, he might drop out of the first round. He eventually did. He went to the Islanders like midway through the second round. So that like he is, he, he's raw. He's, he has a lot of talent. So you get that. And I don't know, man, like I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, what could the avalanche have get? First of all, I, I do want to get your thoughts on, on the trade. So go with that. And then we'll talk about what, what the avalanche could have potentially given up for. <clears throat> I feel like the trade was a little silly. What are the Islanders trying to do? The, yeah. Like when you're thinking of rental teams, like a, a piece here or there, you're thinking of like Pittsburgh, Washington. Oh, sorry. You're thinking like Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, New Jersey. Yeah. But the Islanders, like Bo Horvat's not going to get you a cup. So it it just it did not make sense to me, which it honestly it makes me think a little bit deeper into this Bo Horvat situation. Yeah. Because he I mean, it was just a couple games into the season that he started this. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get out of here. And then with the Ryan well, O'Reilly approach, not necessarily. Like I think at the beginning of the year, he wanted to stay, and and he was trying to get a deal worked out, and they weren't really willing to to want to pay him, which is kind of a head scratcher. And then I think as the season went on, I think he came to the realization of like, all right, I'm I'm not going to be here anymore. Like we're we're going through these, you know, just this cycle of, you know, people are talking, 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 and we're getting nowhere. So I think more recently, I think he kind of felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way out. But when the season started, he didn't want to leave. He wanted, it, he wanted to get a contract done. And for him to go the the route of not keeping it, like, in-house or the, like, we'll, we'll address this when the season's over or, like, it was every other day, every week, there was yeah. some little tidbit. So... Looking at it that way, I'm trying to understand were the Islanders the only ones biting? Because uh, I mean, I, the longer you waited, if you're Vancouver, the closer this gets to the trade deadline, that's when you have teams giving up way too much to to pull in a guy like him. So I'm a little bit surprised that happened because he's he was probably the mm-hmm. number one fish yep. uh, for the trade deadline. And as far as the Islanders go, I mean – you have to think they feel that they can sign him because he's unrestricted. So they have to feel like they're pretty confident that they can, or that they can make some sort of a run. Like they're not that far from a playoff spot. Can they make the playoffs with Bo Horvat? Yeah, they can. They definitely can. Can they make a deep run singularly because of him? No, but we still have a long way to go in this this trade season. So maybe there's more moves on the horizon and and we can't really judge it yet. But if this is it, if they don't make any moves and we know what they did not do in the offseason, which was Mm -hmm. next to nothing, if they just stand pat after just making this one move, it moves the needle a little bit that maybe gets them into the playoffs. But a deep run, I don't know. Let me ask you a question before we go. You ask me the as related question. Mm -hmm. The trade deadlines in a month. A little more. Mm-hmm. Would it, Bo Horvat's trade value go down in the course of a month? With the play no. that Vancouver is... Do you think Vancouver thought they could cash out now and get the maximum amount of value? Uh, if they were thinking that, then they need different people running that team. Huh, we've been because saying what, that for a while. <laughs> yeah, because what Horvat is doing, like he, he, was, he, he is a shining star on that team right now. True. There's no reason to think that that was going to diminish at all over the course of a month, even if it did, 
even if he did have a bad month, the points that he's got so far and what he's done so far, people would still be just throwing. I think there's a lot of teams out there right now that are shocked this deal went down now because I can guarantee you there were a lot of teams talking to Vancouver sitting there like, okay, I guess you took that deal and you know we were talking. And I think uh, you got to think that the Avalanche were in on phone calls. I don't think the Avalanche could have landed Bo Horvat. I just, I think it, it, well, my initial thinking was it was too rich for them, right? And my other thinking is like, they don't do this. They don't go after the number one fish uh, for the, the trade deadline. Although they were going after Claude Drew last year. Um, you know, they're always in the mix. You always hear their name when it comes to a big name guy and they just don't seem to pull them in front when it's the trade dead trade season, trade deadline. And I think a lot of that is because it's the avalanche who don't want to give in so much. But if you're looking at this and you're like, okay, a, a top 12 protected pick, you get, uh, Beauvillier and you get Aturatu who is a prospect, maybe a top three prospect in the Islanders prospect pool. Depending mm-hmm. on who you're talking to, it could be a one, two, or a three. I don't think he'd be anywhere outside of that. What would it be? What would it be if you're the Avalanche? And it, it might be a little bit different. You can't just go off of, you know, say like, well, it's it's a guy who's 25 years old, who's got 20 points on the season, which Beauvillier does, um, and Aturatu, who is, uh, what? two goals in 12 games. So what would you say we could have gotten a deal done in a, in a number one pick, but go ahead. Just a little fun fact. I, yeah. this, this struck me as you were talking, Bo, Bo Horvat is going to the all-star game as a Vancouver Canuck. Yeah, so, that's, this, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think they should just leave it. It's the all-star game. Like yeah, we're not, let's not just start moving people around. Like who cares? Just, but, just leave them, leave them on, on the division. He's in. I think when you were listing off what the Islanders gave up, I think that first round pick, I think that was number one thing I know the Avalanche would not be messing with. They don't like to give up first round picks. And they've been vocal about it this year. For someone like Horvat, you probably were never going to get him unless you gave first round pick. And for the Avalanche, it probably wouldn't, it would. Probably that same thing. The Avalanche would probably say, like, let's do a protected pick. But, I, I mean, you have to assume and the the possibilities of the Avalanche making the playoffs, you still have to feel are, are pretty good. So I think you, I think they would just have to go unprotected. I think that would just have to be a first-round pick no matter where it is. And the thing that worries me about it, you still have – like, Bo Horvat is a rental. You have to entertain, do we even sign him for next year? Where does he fit in the long-term plans? You have a lot of long-term UFAs on the Avalanche right now mm-hmm. that you're trying to figure out. So if the Avalanche, yep. I think if they were continuing on with their losing streak, I think this would have been easily entertained. I feel like the Avalanche are starting to believe what we were saying yesterday, that they're getting back on track. And I think they might have, been initially in this and i think they might have pulled off this because of that first round pick and honestly if you're giving up anything on this roster right now Mm -hmm. i don't even know where you would start let's just say so so they gave up a player who's an everyday player and a prospect who would it be 
Who's your everyday player that you'd have to give him? I, I know everybody's screaming right now, getting like I can hear the keys on the keyboards typing right now. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta move Sam Girard. Mm-hmm. With the contract and everything. But honestly, yeah. I I don't know if I could if I saw that trade, if I saw a first round pick, Sam Girard, and insert Eagle player here, I don't know if I would be content with that. Um, I, yeah, I th- I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying like definitely throw in Gerard. I don't know if Vancouver would want a defenseman in return. Um, so let's just play that game of, of they don't. Um, if you're going off of points and Bovillier has 20 points on the season, guess who has exactly 20 points on the season for the Colorado Avalanche? Alex Newhook. Ooh, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, and you know how I feel about Newhook. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I don't 16 think 16 of those points came in this last month. Yeah, I don't think he's even really on the trade market. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think Newhook would be on the table because he's he is more in the plans. He He's kind of like he's. He would be the the like what the the. Aturatu would be on the age factor, not on production factor, on the age. So I don't think he's included. I think from from the prospect age pool, I think you would have to part with somebody that you wouldn't want to and that somebody could be someone like Jean-Luc Foudy. It Mm. could be Oscar Alausen. It could even have been Ben Myers. They might have wanted something from from the avalanche that are playing right now like it, it's different between the the avalanche and the islanders because the islanders are, are are that mid-range team so they can give guys like that up for, if you're going after the avalanche you want to kind of hit them with guys that are playing right now that are still like ben myers fits that mold and i don't i'm yeah. not saying i want to give up yeah. ben Myers. i'm just saying if you were vancouver this is who you would ask for yeah you probably would ask for somebody or maybe long shot sample Ranta. I don't think you'd go after him because he hasn't really shown too much. Yeah. Ranta's not on that like Atu Ratu level where the the possibilities are better with Ratu. But I, it it probably could might have been someone like Foodie. My three would be Foodie, Lawson, and Myers. Now, as far as the player goes, sure you can put Sam Gerard in there, but again, with the defensive thing, I, I don't know if if that's what Vancouver wanted in return. And then it and then it gets it gets dicey because the abs don't you're you're not going to give Vancouver someone that is is going to be a rental for them. That's yeah. not how this works. Like you're getting a rental in return. They don't want a rental back because long term that means nothing to them. So who would it be? God, I, I mean, I, this is where I would say normally like maybe somebody like JT Confer, but he's an unrestricted free agent. So unless they know yeah. that they can sign him, but do, do the Avalanche even want to do that deal? And what, I mean, what's the, what's the benefit for going rental for rental? You can't do that. It's yeah. it, it, rentals work one way. So the only guy, the only forward that has term is Logan O'Connor. There's no way that you could that, that Vancouver would take Logan O'Connor in return for Bo Horvat. Lekin so, too. You, it's, you're not it's, giving up Lekin. Your your yeah. term guys, you're not giving up Miko uh McKinnon, Nachuskin, Lekin, yeah. 
that's that's the that's what you're working with with the term it's it's loc and then the big guys and or alex newhook because he's a restricted and then they retain those restricted rights and then they can sign him for a long term that's where you're stuck if you're the colorado avalanche and and that's why i think it's going to be difficult to land a a big name player because uh, who do you want to give up like you you are generally going to have to give up someone like like alex newhook who you don't want to give up. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a struggling uh, trade season for the Avalanche in terms of getting those top-tier yeah. pieces. This You'll is, get the depth moves like they've done. Yes. But yeah, ex- ex- expect more Nico Sturms, more Josh Mansons, more under the radar while everybody's going off about the big names going on. Expect a repeat of kind of what we got last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, un- unless you do part ways with with Sam Gerard, and I don't see that happening either. Nope. So, um, all right, let us know um, in in the chat because that's probably going to go crazy with this. So, I'm interested to see what people uh, have to say. All right, going a little bit long in the first segment, but uh, it was warranted. So, um, all right, let's move on to Fanduel. We'll uh, hear from Fanduel, and then we'll get to a couple of those Instagram questions. But first, we have the one and only FanDuel. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner uh, for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. And what better way to get mixed into FanDuel than the Super Bowl? I mean, the money that flies around during Super Bowl time is redonk. And it's yeah. a, a tight line from what I'm seeing as well. I I saw that. I think it was like two and a half from what yeah. I saw. And that's that's probably going to move a little bit between uh, now and Super Bowl Sunday. So download the FanDuel app now so you can bet the Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And the Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so uh, let's get to a – we're going to do a couple questions today, some tomorrow, maybe even – we got some time to kill, dude, because we, 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 sure no we have no games until like August. So um, <laughs> we'll get to a, a couple Instagram questions today, um, and then we still have grades to get to as well mm-hmm. later on. So – We'll start with this one. This is from Ms. Liz Porter. It says, if cap was not a factor and you could only keep one guy, who would it be? So when she says a cap, meaning like you could go over the cap. No, no cap. Because if no cap, cap was a factor, cap. if cap was a factor, I keep all these guys. Uh, but I think what she's meaning is like per guy. Like you yep. could go over the cap or whatever to sign one of these guys. So who would who would you if you're going to keep one of them who would it be between JT Comfer, Andrew Cogliano, Alex Newhook, Evan Rodriguez? There's your four. If you can only keep one, 
This is like a fantasy draft. The other guys uh, go in or, or an expansion draft. The other guys go away to draft land. The team knows four. Who would it be? New hook. Easy. 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 Why? Why so easy? Cogliano. We were talking about Darren Helm riding off into the sunset, and giving him this whole like tribute. Mm-hmm. Cogliano is just as old. I mean, let's yeah, Cogliano is, is is probably number four for me, just simply because of the age factor. And and you know, production wise, he doesn't give you what the other three guys give you. Clearly, and then. Like head to head, New Hook and JT. Like New Hook is the future, right? And and you're betting on more of the same with JT. I, I think it's so tough. Like if I'm ranking these guys, one and two is difficult, and that's between New Hook and Rodriguez. I would put JT at three and Cogliano at four, and I go back and forth between Erod and and New Hook. Um, new hook because of still the potential of what mm-hmm. he has. You've seen glimpses of it, glimpses of it. You've seen it recently, glimpses of it. And when you see that, you're like, oh yeah, he's number one. And put him at number one. Erod has just been really just consistent this entire year. It's it's going to be difficult for them to re-sign him this year. I, I I thought he played himself into a pretty good contract going into this year. For whatever reason, nobody wanted to give it to him. Yeah. So he did the one-year flyer for the Avalanche, and he I think he's going to cash in on that next year. Now, he's 27 years old, I want to say. He's 29. You're right, he's 29. Wow. Yeah, and he's – the thing that mm. worries me about Erod, he is everything is advertised production-wise and health-wise. So it's it's a little give take push pull. Um, I like New Hook a little bit better when it comes to that's a big that's man that that maybe and I don't want to say it's like twenty nine is old. <laughs> yeah, those, those yeah, that's, I mean I'm um, just twenty six, so I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> so it might have to be New Hook for me by the slimmest of margins over Erod. Uh, because of the age factor, because of um, you know what what the future could be for yeah. for Alex Newhook, and they're not that far apart in points right now. Uh, well, and and Rodriguez has played eleven less games than Newhook too, so you have to take that into account. So he's played eleven less games, and he's six point. He has six more points than Newhook. Newhook so finally is solid this year. Yeah, <laughs> Newhook's solid. finally catching on. I'm anxious yeah. to see if the second half he continues. Yeah. Um, this one is from E. Badewan58. What do you think started to click for the abs to get back to the winning ways? So was you feel like there was something there that just snapped for the avalanche going through that really rough patch from you know around the new year to turning around to a solid winning streak. You know, yeah, you can throw that bad loss to Anaheim in there, but still, like they're playing a lot better. Is there anything, one thing that you can attribute it to? I think they've gone from playing their opponent, like the seven of eight stretch, to playing like a cohesive avalanche hockey game, kind of reminiscent to last year. There's two mm-hmm. different things of playing just a standard hockey game and what the avalanche do. And you can see that with how they look on the ice. And that's what they slipped into in these past two games in the third period is just playing a hockey game. Yeah, you continue to play avalanche hockey. Good things happen, and they know this. Yeah, I, I don't think it was any like mystery. I don't think it was anything like secret sauce. I think it was just we know we're better than this. Yes, 
let's let's start proving it. Yep. You know what I mean? And and I think as you know, you do have to change some things. It's not just like oh, let's just go out and it'll just correct itself. You do have to do have some like corrective action. Um, and I think they just went back to basics. Yep. And it's interesting because that that Anaheim game, they didn't. They were overpassing like crazy in that game, especially on power plays. And it's like they went, they got this nice winning streak. And so they kind of fell back into old habits, which yeah. back like that's going to happen. So I think they just stopped doing that. I think they just started playing the game that they know how to play. And and it was just, it was no mystery. You're a good team. Just don't press the issue. Play play the, the game the way that Jared Bednar wants you to play it. And good things will happen. And that's exactly what it is. And, and they're too good of a team to, to not, score like they were they were not getting goals in in bunches and chunks and and that that will just correct itself because you have just too much offensive talent for that to continue and it's it was a between the ears problem you could tell it in the body language like a month ago to where they are now body language tells you everything sure yeah 100 right um and the last one we get today is muzcat 73 I love how he words this one. Uh, does Hunt's performance, style, physique, etc., cetera, uh, make Gerard more of a realistic trade piece? I really hope we're not turning to Mr. Hunt to replace uh, Sam Gerard. We're not there, are we? Please, please tell me we're not thinking that... Uh, we we can look at Brad Hunt and say, "Hey, Sam Gerard is now expendable because we have Brad Hunt." <laughs> Let's not do that, people. I will tell you, even though he must have um, an incredible physique, <laughs> he's also thirty four years old. Right. Sam Gerard is twenty four years old. Yeah, yeah. There's. There is the number one thing right there, and we're every time we talk about Brett Hunt, it's a slap shot. It's that beautiful booming slapper. Mm-hmm. Give me a defensive highlight from Brad Hunt, please, <laughs> please. Yeah, I know. Like I like I like Brad Hunt. I yeah. think he he plays a hard, heavy game. Um, you you will deal with him and the mistakes that he makes. And a lot of people are like, well, we're dealing with a Sammy G. And I'm like, eh, I, I'm not there. Like, people come down hard on, on a little bit too hard on, on Sam Gerard. And it's really easy to make him the whipping boy for everything that goes wrong when a goal is scored. I get it. It's it's real easy when Tyson Jost isn't on the roster anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's replaced Tyson Jost. Yeah, you're right. Um, but no, the answer to this is no. Brad Hunt does not make Sam Gerard a more realistic trade piece. And I keep saying it, anything could happen. Anybody could come along and say, like, hey, we want Sam Gerard for whatever reason. I, I do not believe the Avalanche are actively shopping him, um, but at least for this year. Next year, years down the road, it's a possibility. We don't know because with the, with the salary cap and, you know, that $5,000 might need to come off the books at yep. some point in time. I don't think it needs to right now. Um, and, and as far as performance-wise, they're not looking to trade him. Um, you know, Money I'll wise, go, possibly down down the line. I'll go as far as like to wrap up that question. I don't know if Brad Hunt is on the roster when Manson and Byram come back. Oh, definitely not. So definitely not. No, no, he he's going back down. Um, uh, could he be a trade 
piece. Uh, I, I don't even think he's that. I don't even think people are looking at him saying like, uh, we need a 34 year old defenseman. Include Brad, <laughs> Brad Hunt in this deal. And then we got, you know, you don't have to give us that first round pick anymore. Like, no, Keep we're, not, we're not, we're not, we're not there. Uh, he's fun. He's, he's fun to watch. He, you know, uh, so, but sometimes he makes you scratch your head. So, um, all right. We'll get to a couple more of those uh, for tomorrow, but uh, right now we're going to hear from Athletic Greens, and then we will get to some midseason grades. And the way we're going to do midseason grades are we'll take uh, three forwards. It kind of tr- starts at like like the top lines. I know lines have switched a little bit here and there, but we'll kind of do like the top line. And so we'll do three forwards and one defenseman while we get through the uh, roster here. But first... We have Athletic Greens, AG1. What is it? It's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens in your morning water, and you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. And a special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, everything that is important to you like we said just one scoop in your morning water it's a lifestyle friendly product whether you're eating the keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free diets it contains less than one gram of sugar there's no gmo so there's no nasty chemical taste or artificial anything and it still tastes delicious and it costs you less than three dollars a day and when you're investing in your health what can go wrong it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year supply for free, immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, grades, uh, mid-season, a little bit past the mid-season, but we're at the all-star game, so we kind of consider that the mid-season. And like I said, we're going to do this in uh, three forward, one defenseman fashion. And it'll be interesting because like, because we're starting kind of like at the top, top line guys and going down, it's almost going to be like the smart kids. We're starting with the smart yeah. kids uh, and giving them their grades first. So um, why don't we start with Arturi Lekkinen? Usually a top line guy for most of the season. I think, he, I think he start. I don't know. Did he start in the, I think for the first game he was on the first line, wasn't he? Cause uh, Miko or not Miko. Um, obviously Landis guy wasn't there. I, I don't, I think he was, I think he was, I think he's been in the first line all season. Are we, are we throwing out a plus and minus? Sure. Why not? Okay. Lekkanen. I'm giving him a B minus. Whoa. You are a tough grader, my friend. I just want to throw this out. I should uh, preface this by saying he's fourth on the team in points. Mm -hmm. 45 games, 15 goals, 19 assists for 34 points. A plus minus, take that for what it's worth, of plus six. Uh, 18 penalty minutes. He's got seven power play goals, which is tied for the team lead, by the way. 
So it's that's still a beat. Like I, that's I, I'm very, very convinced with that B minus. Mm-hmm. Like yes, it usually those are like complimentary assists, and uh, he's just not that presence we had last year. I just want him to step up a little bit more. Like he has games where he's invisible. I I just want to see just a little bit more out of Lekkonen. I love him to death. I really do. And he's quickly becoming one of my favorite abs, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he's got just one more gear that he's not hitting yet. Um, Yeah. For me, like I I have no problem giving him an easy a, um, I, I'm, I won't go minus or plus. Um, there were a couple games that, yeah, like he, he, he didn't really like you, you were asking yourself, where is he? But I think that is just few and far between. I think for the, like, if he's not going to get on the scoreboard, which he's done for most of the game, let's see 45 games, he's got 34 points. Obviously that's less than a point a game. You would like to see him tick that up a little bit. I get that. Maybe, if, you know, especially if you're playing on the first line, most of the season, if he's at 45 games. I'd like to see him around like 40 mm-hmm. points. I'd like to see that. Um, but I'm not going to ding him too much for it. With, with all the avalanche injuries that went on, there was a lot more pressure on that top line to produce, and it, and it was a struggle. Um, but I think his forechecking next to Valnachuskin oh, yeah. is the best on the team. Oh, yeah. So when those two guys are back, you split them up. You got one of them on the top line. You got one of them on the second line, and your forechecking is rock solid between those top that top six. So um, he's dependent on, or they depend on him on the power play. So his role on the team is massive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, he's handling it just fine. Like if you're just looking at his points saying like, Hey, he doesn't have as many points as I'd like him to have. Okay. Like, I'm not going to fight you on that, but I'm not going to move his grade down uh, because of that singular thing. I, 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 I get what you're saying. Like, I want to see more out of him, but I don't think it's because of, of him. I think it's a lot of Avalanche players have been put in a tough spot this year with the amount of injuries that they have, and he's one of them. It's it's one of those situations, and I'll my last point on Lekkonen, mm-hmm. he, he's been on that top, sometimes second, but he's been up there. That means people are covering Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, so you're floating around. You have the opportunities. And if they're not there, you're right up there because you're expected to get the points. And when the those lines are healthy and Nate and Miko are there, they could give you the puck because the defense is on them because they know what to expect. So you have more opportunities. I just would like to see a little bit more. Like he's right. he he has games where he's he'll show up as a secondary assist or like your third goal, but I just want to see just a little bit more out of him because I know it's there. I and this is not a oh, B minus because you're terrible. No, I know he can do so much more. All right, fair enough. Uh, we'll move on over to Nathan McKinnon. So, um, what do we got for him? Second on the team in points in only 37 games, he's got 13 goals and 41 assists for 54 points. A plus and minus of 15. Uh, only four power play goals, which you'd always think that he would be, you know, kind of up there. That's why he's uh, trade bait. Yeah. Uh, but 19 of his 54 points do come on the power play. So he's, uh, you know, it, it seems like for the past couple of years, like his, his 
goal scoring is taking a little while to come around. And once it does, he just takes off like a rocket. So, um, I mean, he's an A for me. I, I, I just, I don't, I think by the end of the year, I'll throw the plus at the end of it, assuming everything keeps going. But uh, he's, he's a superstar and yep. he's every bit of it. So yeah, that's an easy A for me. Yeah. Flat A because I mean, it's Nathan McKinnon. He just hasn't had that Nate dog game yet. Yeah, I mean, well, he had what was the one? Didn't he had like a, a four point game recently? I can't remember who that was against, but you're, you're going to expect that from him every once in a while. I, what I do want to see is like the game that just happened against St. Louis, like when when they got all the momentum. I want to see you step in and be like, "Yep, we're ending this." <laughs> so I do want to see see stuff like that happen. So um, yeah, I think that's an easy game. Uh, we'll move over to Evan Rodriguez. So um, what do we got? Let me get to the stat page. Erod, 37 games, same as Nathan McKinnon. Um, 11 goals, 15 assists for 26 points. He's got a plus minus of five. Uh, five power play goals on the season for him. So one more than McKinnon. And let's see, eight total power play points. So three assists. Um, 48% on faceoffs. I like the guy, man. I yep. really enjoy watching Evan Rodriguez, Rodriguez play. I was really hoping they were going to sign him. He was a late free agent signing, like much. I think he signed after uh, Kadri signed, if I if I'm not mistaken. So I think he was, I think he was even later than a Kadri signing. So um, I, I was really hoping they would get him. So it was just for a one year deal. I really hope this isn't like a Brandon Saad thing where we just mm. have him for one year and then he's gone and he did really well the one year that he was here. Um, I I would give I'd give Erod man. What do you give him? He's a B minus. He played up to this B minus. Lekkinen played down to his. Hmm. See, I, I I'm hovering on like a B plus A minus for him. Um, I I I don't want to ding him for like the games played um because i feel like if he had those you know those extra 11 games in right now he'd be an a minus for me because you've you've added a few points there but i just think his like he's showing his value yeah he really is so i'm kind of hovering b plus a minus for him um i i would have went higher but i am so tired of hearing erod to the tunnel um like (laughs) i've I'm so I'm just tired of hearing to the tunnel. I mean, yeah, it's it, he gets he'll go to the tunnel, come back to the bench, and be fine seventy percent of the time. But it's like yeah. every time he'll take a hit or something, and then it's I don't see Erod on the bench, but then he comes back like next yeah. period. But it that's that worries me just a little bit. Yeah, I really like what he's brought to the team. Oh yeah, I really really like it. Um, and for our defender, why not start at the top, Kale McCarr? Uh, 44 games played, 13 goals, 32 assists, 45 points, plus minus of seven. Um, he's got five power play goals, 21 power play points. That is second only to Miko Rantanen. Um, I- I'm giving him an A plus. This 100%. is an A plus. I'm already going to add the plus to this one right now. Um, generational player. Yep. And we continue to see that. So that's easy for me. A plus without, I mean, all-star. A yeah. plus. 
year in and year out, he is going to be an all-star. Yep. Uh, so even though I'd like him to have some more time off, but what are we going to do? Um, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for the grades for today. We'll be back tomorrow with a few more Instagram, Instagram questions and three more forwards and one more defensive. When are we going to mix in the goaltenders? We got to mix that. We're just going to save them to the end or do we mix them in somewhere? Well, we're going to be Tuesday. Of, yeah, I don't know how we're going to do this. Do yeah, Tuesday and Thursday, ten, tender Thursday and Tuesday. Okay. T- tender Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have a feeling the comment section is going to be wild for this one between yeah. uh, everything discussed. So uh, we will be busy tomorrow talking about uh, interacting with the uh, the followers over yeah. all the stuff that we covered today. So throw out your grades, throw out your trades, what you've done for Bo Horvat and uh, your answers to the Instagram questions all in the comments. So that will wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Um, Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. More questions, more grades. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Average Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!